What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to your favorite podcast, Don't Spot of Your Theater Podcast. And today, we're bringing you another episode of Growing Up to Feel DI, where I talk about my life experiences and the things that happened to me that molded me into the DeVille DI I am today. So, for those of y'all that have been keeping track, last episode was when I talked about the time that I almost got murdered. Now, <laughs> I'm not going to give you that that easy. If you want to hear that story, you know what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to go back. You're going to have to put in the search bar. DeVille almost get shot. And boom, you listen to that episode and then you come back here. You listen to this one. That's what you better do. Now, for those of y'all that have been good boys and girls and been keeping up with the story, we're going to continue on. This episode, he hates me. So, let's jump into the way, way back machine. Let's go back, way back. So, back in my neighborhood up in the uh, suburbs of D.C., as I told y'all, I made a lot of friends, or a couple friends. But there was this one guy in particular that I felt like I left a nasty taste in his mouth. Pause. I felt like this guy didn't really care for me too much at all. This was the twins' cousins. Now, if I explain to you, the twins lived across the street. And they had the... Let me just tell the story instead of explaining. So one day, I pull up to the block. I'm in the lack. I got the lack beating out. Probably playing some uh, bombs over Baghdad, some Pastor Troy, some Trick Daddy Cash Money taking over for the 99-2000. I don't know. But I pull down the block and I'm beating, I'm bumping. And I noticed that today the block is lit. There's people outside. Everybody's politicking, kicking it. And I see a couple guys that I hadn't seen before. So I pull up. I whip around, I back in my parking space in my shiny yellow Cadillac. And I noticed, you know, they're looking. A couple guys, a couple females, twins, the normal guys on the block out there. I get out, I'm strolling over there, you know, I'm swagged out, gold chains, gold teeth, dreadlocks. Walk over there and I ask the boys, you know, what's up? What's popping? What's going on? And I noticed there's this one particular guy. Light-skinned guy with the braids to the back, bars, and he's just looking at me. So the twins was like, hey, this is my man. Introduced me, so on and so forth, and I found out that this is their cousin. This is the twins' cousin. After they leave, you know, they tell me about him, and this guy, I didn't like him. And relax, I'm going to tell you why. They... He was supposedly a pretty big uh, heroin dealer in the D.C. area. The thing about it, though, when he come through, the twins and their family, their household was doing pretty bad. They weren't doing too good. You know, their mom wasn't working due to the fact that she had uh, HIV. 
um, the twins wasn't working because they were like 15 and uh, 15, 16, somewhere in there. And this guy would come over. He never like hit them off with any bread or anything like that. He wouldn't even give them a pack to pump out there, which is the least you can do. Not that I'm condoning drug dealing or anything like that, but he wouldn't even get break them off with a pack to pump or nothing. But what he would do is he'd sell their mom drugs. So I had a, I already didn't like this guy. But one day we're chilling outside, and it's the weekend of the, um, what was that junk called? The Million Family March. You remember the Million Family March? They had the Million Man March. They had the Million Family March. I was there doing the Million Family March. And so we decided we're all going to roll up to the to D.C. to the Million, to into the city for the Million Family March. But we're waiting for their cousin to come. Because their cousin knows the way around the city. He, you know, he hangs out in the city. He lives in the city or whatever. I don't know where he lived. But he hang, hung out in the city. He knew the city. So he came. He came through in his uh, Q, whatever. I don't remember what it was. Some type of infinity. And he had a chick with him. <laughs> this may be where the beef started. Because, see, imagine you're used to hanging out coming around on a block in a neighborhood where you're pretty much the only dude in the group who has a car, who has nice clothes, has a jewelry, and then all of a sudden there's this new guy. I'm the new guy. And I got this shiny Cadillac with the surfboard yellow paint, the yellow interior with the wood grain. I got the chrome tri-stars on that guy. I got the Vogue white walls with the yellow wine jumps on that hoe. I'm clean. I got necklaces. I got gold teeth. I got watches. I'm fresh. He wasn't used to that. He didn't like that. The first indication that he didn't like that, when he pulled up, he had this female with him. I don't know if it was his uh, the mother of his child or if it was whatever, but he pulls up, he got this female with him, and she gets out the car, and she looks at me. Because, you know, he's playing it low. He's playing it cool when he pulls up. He doesn't just pull up and hide up out of the car. He's got to hang out for a minute in the car, make it seem like he's got things to do. She gets out, and I walk up. I speak to her. She gives me this look. You know that look. She gave me that look. So once she started looking at me, I spoke to her, and she stopped over where the twins were standing and started talking to them. Then he immediately jumps out the car and comes around here. And he looks at there at the twins. He's like, "What's up? What's up, cuz?" And then he looks over at me. And he's like, "He just does the little head nod." Now, for those of y'all that may not be part of the melanated community, when somebody rolls up and they speak to everybody except you, and they just give you that head nod, that "What's up, bro?" head nod, that means they don't really rock with you. I guess this old lady, I guess the chick with him, was giving me too much of the vibes. So. He sends her in the house. She goes in the house to speak to Auntie. And, you know, so the twins is like, who's that John with you? Who's that John with you? She, that's a bad John. That's you? And he's like, nah, I, that's uh, just a little something, you know. I don't even want her. Y'all can have her. DeVille says, what? That's what I'm saying on my inside, my internals. DeVille says, what? We can have her? You don't want her now. I'm not saying this in a manner to... <laughs> misogynized women but that's I was young so I'm like oh basically he's telling me telling us you know he doesn't care about this female she's not 
his girl. Get at her if you can get at her. Because he knows the twins not going to shake a leg. They're 15. But now you got Deville Dia on your ass. So <laughs> we chill out for a minute. Then we mount up. We roll out to the Million Family Marshal. Roll up through D.C. So we get out to D.C. We ride around. Look for somewhere to park. We find a lot. The lot's charging like, I think, 10, 20 bucks to park. So he tried to stun on your boy. Let me tell you how he tried to stun on your boy. He whips around, pulls up door to door to me. <laughs> He's like, hey, we can park right there, but it's like 20 bucks or whatever. And I was like, okay. So then he looks at me, does that kind of like up and down look. You got it? You good? I got you. It's like, nah, fam, I'm good. And I just, I hit that thing, boom, because I had, <laughs> I did have some slight dual pipes on that thing. So I said, hey, I hit that thing, boom, and rolled up in the, um, <laughs> in the parking space, paid for the parking out. Young DeVille was not balling, but I did have, as I said, I had the settlement check from my accident, and I was doing some work with my father. So Young DeVille wasn't balling, but Young DeVille wasn't broken. He definitely looked like he was balling. I won't move that thing up in there. Oh, that's a nice car. Thanks, bro. Paid him. Hit him off. Whip my shit around. Boom. Park it. Jump out. Just sit on the hood. You know what I mean? That 1988, like I'm bringing 88 back. Sit on the hood. Boom. Styling. Profile and let everybody see me in the whip. So he pulls up and parks, gets out. We start walking. You know what I mean? We walk, we're walking down through the city. There's like parades going on. There's a bunch of vendors. There's people everywhere. And I whip out my camcorder. Yes, camcorder for the younger people. <laughs> In the 90s, early 2000s, we did not have phones. Most people, a lot of people didn't have cell phones, but we didn't have, didn't, definitely didn't have camera phones. And the people who did have camera phones, though, Video footage that you could take on the camera phone was trash. Nobody used that. So <laughs> I put what about the camcorder? We used to have to carry an actual video recorder with us, and I had one. They were big, they were bulky, ugly, and they were not cheap. And I had one, so that was another stunt that the dude didn't like. I whip out my camcorder and I walk around and I'm recording everything. Now, low key, I'm just trying to record women. <laughs> that are walking around and dancing or whatever because I'm a kid I'm just enjoying myself we walked down to the uh, we walking and, and we ran into the uh, Iceberg store if y'all remember Iceberg they used to have like the Mickey Mouses and the Goofies and all that on the sweaters and the t-shirts real expensive uh, basically urban wear now he was a He's like, we got to go in the Iceberg store. And then uh, Twin was like, yeah, let's go in the Iceberg store. And he's done it. You don't need to go in there if you ain't got no bread. These shirts is like, I don't even remember how much it was a piece, but he's stunning on it. The shirt started a piece. And he's like, so Twin's like, well, you you got it. Get me one. And he's like, yeah, I get you one. One of the, the $20 t-shirts, whatever. So DeVille, you, you're stunning my homie. I got a stunt back, and I was like, yeah, I looked around, I said, yeah, I don't mess with the iceberg, I'm more of a polo type of guy, me, 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 shots fired, and he looked at me with this little weird look, 
And then old girl looks at me with this weird look. But either way, that's neither here nor there. So we walk off and we start walking. And I'm just looking around and I'm, I'm getting caught up in everything that's going on around me. This million family march. You have all type of people out here, all type of vendors selling different things, giving out different books, different information, pamphlets, and all types of stuff. It was real dope. It was awesome. And then one of the twins tapped me. He was like, man, I feel sorry for old girl. I said, why? He was like, she, he ain't paying her no attention at all. So I look up, and he's walking maybe 10 feet in front of her while she's pushing this stroller. She's struggling. So DeVille turns into DeVille. Dia. I roll up on Shorty. I'm like, hey, you good? You need some help? You want me to push that for you? Sign she was like, no, nah, thank you. And I see him look back over his shoulder. And I just start chopping it up with him, kicking the game to him. He was like, boo-boo, get up the boo-boo, get up the boo-boo, the me, you know what I'm saying? And the whole time he's just kind of looking over his shoulder, and I got a kiki, kiki. You know you got him when you got a kiki, kiki, But then we started drinking, and I don't remember <laughs> what else happened, really. But I did, when I got home, man, um, you know, I saw, I did remember, I saw the speech when Farrakhan was speaking. I could see it off in the distance. And I wanted to go over there, and nobody else wanted to go. That was one of the first indications to me that I was in the wrong crowd. Nobody wanted to go. Nobody wanted to hear the man's speech. And that was kind of like the whole reason why everybody was down there. So we go home. Um, I, I put the camcorder down and I go, I'm chilling because my dad and um, my stepmom, they went too, but we didn't go together. I still got my t-shirt. I have a t-shirt that I got from their main fan, March t-shirt. I still have it, never wore it. And um, they come and they hook up the video and they start watching the video. And they was like, this is what really hurt me in my heart. They was like, it's nothing on here. I said, what? I got all type of little, the, the little drummer guys who beat on the buckets. I got people dancing. I got all types of stuff, all type of hot chicks on there. It's like, you don't got nothing. You, you didn't get the Farrakhan speech. You didn't get, I don't remember who else spoke, but you didn't get this speech. You didn't get that speech. You didn't get, you didn't get nothing. And it was like, what were you doing? Why you down there? What was you, why did you go? And that hit me in my chest a little bit because I was like, dang, I was just at a historic moment and didn't have the sense to take advantage of it. So, man, you got to be disciplined enough to know what you want to do and when you want to do it. At that moment, I lacked the discipline, knowing that I wanted to go and hear those speeches and get involved in those activities and, and see what the Million Family March was actually about. But I got caught up in the party. We're going to end it right there, man. Thank you all for tuning in to the VLDI Thoughts by the VLDI Podcast. I appreciate each and every last one of y'all. Um, I know I didn't drop anything Wednesday. I'm of the mindset right now that if I don't have, since Wednesday is supposed to be an interview day, if I don't have an interview to drop, I'm not going to put anything out. I'm not going to put something out just to have something to put out when Wednesday is a specific day for something like, if you don't know, as of now, 
the way the uh, release date schedule goes is Monday is for society and culture. We're going to talk about things that are going on in society, things that are going on with the culture, things that are just, you know, hot takes. We're going to talk about that on Monday. We're going to get that to you Monday. Wednesday is what you're doing Wednesday, where I try to talk to an entrepreneur, an author, somebody that I just find interesting who has a great story to tell. That's what Wednesdays are for. If I don't have a guest, I'm not going to put anything out because I just feel like that's just, I don't want to just put stuff out for the sake of putting stuff out. And then, you know, I had the guests lined up, but there were some communication issues going on, so I wasn't able to link up with them to record the episode for Wednesday. So that one, the one that I planned for this week will come next Wednesday, hopefully, God willing. And um, I'm just going to keep it rolling. And Fridays are for, of course, growing up to build Dia. Same thing, even though people are like, how could you not have a story to tell when you're talking about your life? But, you know, sometimes the stories just don't come. No matter how hard you try to plan, plot. Sometimes, you know, there's a lot of times I have stories that I want to tell. And then I'm like, when it comes time to put them down, it's like, nah, I don't really want to tell that story. You know, or, you know, it sounds boring when I think about it. This story might be boring to you guys. But yeah, just trying to streamline things and get things cracking the way that I need for them to be cracking for you guys. But as always, thank y'all for tuning in. Remember to be the reason somebody's motivated and masturbated because either way, you made a difference, my friend. Deville Diaz out of here. Peace.